Boop, 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 boop. All right. I guess I'll go first this time. About that time. Break that. We spilling yeah. on spots? All day. Let me make sure I got a little stopwatch there. Can you watch that for me, bro? Yes. All right. This so, is the moment of truth right here. It's the hardest part of the show. How we put the moment of truth at the very start of the show? Live and direct, you know what I'm saying? We're not tiptoeing, we're not beating around the bush, none of that bullshit. Nope. No prep time. Zero. <laughs> Zero. It's crazy. Yep. You gotta All pull out right. the topic, you're like, I'm talking about this now. Awesome. Whatever. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Hell yeah. Alright. I'm down with Brussels sprouts. You ready? Oh shit. They said, I need the code. I need the secret codes. All right. Ready? Yeah. Bam. All right. So I was a really picky eater when I was a kid. Uh, didn't like any fruits or vegetables, but um, my parents would force me to eat them. And it was, I'm totally traumatized by it. But uh, my stepdad uh, was the one who was really pushing the narrative. You eat your fucking vegetables, all this fucking shit. I had to sit at the table for like all night until the fucking sun went down oh. but uh he didn't like brussels sprouts that was the one vegetable he didn't really fuck with uh and so i never had to eat them but i love them now rock and roll bam <laughs> easy peasy then you had to look at the damn you didn't that was 30 seconds yeah he didn't even look at the phone once he was just like i know i, I was speaking i was speaking I, I was speaking. there was way more i wanted to say about brussels sprouts but so i got um, a laundry list of complaints yeah I, I i needed a good like 60 seconds for that but you know what i'm saying we'll save it uh okay that's pretty fast and i can i can work with that easy <laughs> it Hell comes yeah. and goes like that and you're like oh shit it's on it's on you now dylan <sighs> it's about that time isn't it yo thing man i'm gonna pull out some stupid business and i was like why the hell am i even talking about this um cool wearing shades indoors Ooh, i actually do got some dang. i got some fun stuff to say about this you want to you want to hit me with that timer only if you're ready ready as i'll ever be all right go so wearing shades indoors i know a lot of people are always like man why are you in the club wearing shades indoors <laughs> what kind of person do you think you are and I'll tell you what that kind of person might be. They very well may buy, they might be light sensitive. I got <laughs> I got mad sensitive eyes. There's instances I can't even look at these lights right now. They're finna burn a hole in my head and stuff. So I'm like, man, I need to be wearing shades indoor right now. But if you're in the club and you got them shades indoors, I hope you got a good reason to and you're not just like, I'm that guy. Because you might bump into a wall, you might trip, you might knock a drink over, look like an ass, and then you're just an asshole with fucking shades on in the club. What are you doing? Tom. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> my bad. Yo, Damn. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Sorry. You attack a lot of communities just now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you went like 35. I was like, damn, where's he going to go with this? <laughs> I was, it was pretty intriguing. It was in my bag a little bit. Sorry. All right. You well, definitely got to tell me when to stop because I will stop dead at 30. <laughs> All right. For sure. Boom. Hard stop. Wearing sheets. What you got? Oh, who's handwriting? Okay. Going on vacation. Going on vacation. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Going on vacation. Johnson's Valley vacation. All right, go. <laughs> I'm not very much of a vacation person because my mom was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So I've never really gone on vacation because I've been to so many places at this point. I've lived in Italy, Portugal, Hawaii, all over. And we just did a lot of moving around when I was a kid. I didn't really stop moving until I was about like 21, 22. So by the time my mom uh, retired, I was like, I'm not, I'm not really wanting to travel anywhere. So I literally like moved to Texas in 2015. I haven't really been 
anywhere since. Nice. Time. So I'm not much of a vacation person. Said my whole nice. life's a vacation. Why I need right. to go somewhere else? I already did that shit. I've been on vacation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nice. That was dope. That was dope. Easy peasy. Um, what I did want to say about Brussels sprouts is... Uh, <laughs> we circling back. <laughs> We're not done talking about that yet. Brussels sprouts used to be really, like, gross, and they changed the way they grew them. And uh, and they started... It was like... They, I don't know. They changed them, like, chemically. And now they're, like, sold in many restaurants all over the fucking country. And I really fuck with Brussels sprouts. So, like, GMO? I don't know exactly how they did it. Um, sounds like yeah, is it sounds safe like to GMO. eat? I did not know I about that. So. I don't know, yeah. Shit, I, yeah, shit. You, you throw them in that air fryer, they'd be hella safe yeah. to eat. They'd be tasty. <laughs> I'm like, man, hold up. With the balsamic glaze? Bro, you know oh saying? my God. You shit, pull them out, they got the little, cri- tasty. little crispies on them. I'm like, bro, this is the life right here. I feel like that was one of those vegetables as a kid that you just hear that they're so nasty. And my parents yeah. never made that for me, but I think I recently had them for the first time at a restaurant and I really like them a lot so they get a bad yeah it's rep. like a spooky kind yeah. of thing you're yeah. like oh you don't want I don't know the if they're sprouts. like baked or they I don't know how they sprouts. are prepared but it was good one food that um, we didn't really eat like that um, but we had it one or two times was like spinach and I fuck it, it was like <sighs> Like cooked spinach though, not like just the spinach you eat in a salad or like on a fucking sandwich or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit is fucking gross. Oh my fucking god. Well, like but. canned spinach or yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Very slimy. <laughs> yes. Very slimy. No one should ever have to eat that. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. They should no, feed I that to prisoners. Canned spinach is crazy. <laughs> they should say that for the fucking said, Alcatraz motherfuckers. It got the nutrients <laughs> in it. Cool. I can. We can just jump into it. Y'all, y'all ready to start? Ready, right, mm-hmm. right, right. All right. Cool. Cool. Oh, show coming in hot. It's the Loose Cannon Show. What's up? I'm Shelly Nix. I'm Dylan Harkins in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mix. That's exactly what we are. It's a beautiful day, a beautiful night in Austin, oh, Texas. It's like nine o'clock right now. No big deal. We sipping on uh, Heath sparkling wine, courtesy of the homie Colin, uh, the other Colin. He brought it here. Uh, this is supposed to be like some exclusive shit that you got to be a member of the club the to be, even be able to sip this shit. So uh, props to him for bringing this through. I feel really important drinking on this right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We we here at Fifth Street Studios uh, posted up on some loose cannon shit. We got a really cool guest here today. It is actually... The first female guest on the Loose Cannon Show. Give it up for that right there. That shit's dope. I knew he was going to say that too. Yeah, you know, we got to address, we got to address the facts. You Comes know with saying? honor. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a really cool person. Uh, she DJs. She has a really cool day job. She curates playlists. She's been all over the fucking world. She is really fucking awesome. And she goes by the name of Bambi. Oh. Hey, <laughs> how, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank nice. you for having me. Of course. Yeah, we're, it's a pleasure to have you here as well. You know, um, we got some questions. We want to pick you apart today and kind of just really learn about you and let you tell your story. You know what I'm saying? We got kind of got a little bit of it earlier. Um, my whole understanding, um, and I don't know where I got this from, but I thought you, uh, were you born in Hawaii? I was born in Killeen. Well, I don't mind telling people that though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> I've been to Colleen a few times, and the only time I've actually had fun when I went there Damn. is when I went to the PX. Mm. You know that crazy ass mm. like military mall ish mm-hmm. kind of thing. The and PX. then um, I was at a roller rink, and I was like, it was like my very first performance like ever, like on some. I don't know. It was it was As it a was DJ? cool. 
No, I, I used to dance. So I was like oh. a backup dancer for this rapper. Okay. Like Tupac for the, the Humpty guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Digital Underground. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that, that were, those are my two fun experiences in Colleen. Uh, but uh, I seen like you talk about like Hawaii on your Twitter. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of got that idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When did Ho- when did Hawaii like kind of like come into the picture in your life? My mom was stationed there, I think, in two thousand four. Nice. And you said your mom was in the Air Force, right? She was in the Air Force nice. uh, for twenty years, and yeah, I pretty much grew up there. So we, I got there in like the third grade and graduated college there, and what, everything. What part of Hawaii was this? So Oahu, and they, my parents, nice. they had a, they bought a house out in Eva, so that's on the west side of the island. So mm-hmm. it's pretty far from like the downtown Honolulu Waikiki area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was that was home for me for for a while. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. So um, you went to elementary school and middle school and high school. What like college. this is like a, a weird question. Um, like if you remember, like what kind of like field trips do you go on in Hawaii at school? Pretty much like that's whatever tourists come there to do. So uh-huh. like, you know, museums, historic landmarks, mm-hmm. volcanoes or what? No. Ain't no volcano. Ain't no way to take these children to a volcano. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> but I don't know, just yeah, there's there's like the the only in the in United States the only like palace that belonged to like kings and queens mm. that still like remains in the in the US that's there wow. and it's like well preserved. They everything looks brand new there. They keep up with everything, all the ancient relics and stuff yeah, that are yeah. ancient but <laughs> royal relics and stuff all the original stuff that the kings and queens of hawaii used cutlery stuff like that so it's pretty cool there's like hundreds of rooms to visit so stuff like that Rock cool cool mm-hmm. i had you know what i did like some like slight research on hawaii slight. and when i say slight research it means that i googled 20 hawaii facts about hawaii okay uh so i'm gonna share those with you uh <laughs> Because the since we're on podcast. the topic, you know, you're gonna uh, share them with me. Yeah, right. The person from there. Yeah, right, right, right. In case you didn't know about I'm Hawaii, a, I, for the confirmation, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. So you okay. can, you know, I'm not what gonna saying. know these. I'm not gonna know these, but we all right, gonna try all right, them. All right, we're gonna see what's up. All right, so one of them is uh, from east to west. Hawaii is the whitest state in the USA. Whitest. <laughs> oh, whitest. No, whitest. Whitest. Across the islands. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that don't seem right to me. Like, sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's an actual fact. That um, is twenty first. So you mean like from each island? From like east to west, I guess. Like from yeah, yeah, but yeah. But every single island. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess. I have no idea if that's true, but that yeah, sounds, me either. It didn't. That sounds accurate. I thought Texas was no. I'll tell you what. When I read it, it didn't sound right to me. I was like. Also, this is from like 2014, but I don't think states really change the size, right? Yeah, so, I said Hawaii got smaller. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, all right. So let's see, let's see, let's see what else we got. Uh, Hawaii produced one third of the entire world's commercial pineapples. Sounds right, right? Accurate, I would say. Yeah, yeah they good. got the Dole Plantation out there. Love a good pineapple. Okay, okay. So here, here's like a weird thing that I, I, I thought was pretty weird. You can't like bring like a pet gerbil or like a pet hamster to Hawaii. Because you can't bring snakes. There's like a lot of they don't want people bringing in animals that can breed quickly uh-huh. and then take over the island kind of thing. Yeah. You bring snakes there, rabbits there, da, 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 they, they don't want that. Be looking like Florida yeah. before too yeah, long. Yeah. I did read that. that Hawaii was snake free also besides it, like the it, little tiny baby snakes that you see like yeah, I don't know. It's totally snake free. 
and uh, there's like a huge Jackson chameleon infestation that they got in the mountains because someone brought them. That's what they're trying to get rid of, right? Wow. <laughs> and another thing, they don't you're not allowed to take any agriculture out of the island. Mm. It's illegal. You can't take rocks. If they found it in your luggage, it's probably like a fine or something. But yep. interesting. Yeah. I also saw that um you can you can mail a coconut and you don't even need a box for it. Mm. You just put that in Straight the mailbox, up. just like people like, slap a stamp on it. I mean it, it is a box essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Box, yeah, box people will be like I've seen people like fucking painting pictures on coconuts mm -hmm. and fucking like sending it like a postcard That's awesome. uh mm -hmm. but okay so i just got a couple more things and i swear we stopped talking about hawaii <laughs> <laughs> all right uh hawaii is one of the only two u.s states where all forms of gambling are illegal they said we don't What's do that? The other state? uh utah the Mormon, really? the Mormon boy. We don't mess oh. with that. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Don't go, to, don't go to Salt Lake City for gambling. They ain't got no <laughs> casinos. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I, I have a friend who was born in Hawaii. You might know him. He, his name is Barack Obama. <laughs> Close personal friend. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You know what I'm saying? Your network is your network. That's your friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> I think that's all I got about Hawaii. Oh, okay. So my girlfriend told me this is honestly kind of weird too. Uh, my girlfriend told me that there is a mushroom in Hawaii that secretes a scent that possibly makes women instantaneously orgasm. And when she told me that, I got kind of salty because there's nothing like that for dudes. And actually, I don't know if I would. Uh, not that I know that. of, at least. Just because... I don't think they got that in Austin. Maybe in the privacy of my own home. That would be dope. you saying the, the... What did you say? The, the mushroom. Scent? The scent. So if you mm. smell it, it's just like supposed to uh, take you to your happy place, I guess. Happy place? Never uh, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That. I, she just, it's called the orange mushroom. That's what mm. it's called. The orange um, mushroom. But you said you've lived in other places in the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Italy. Italy, else? Portugal. Uh, I think North Dakota, South Dakota, one of those two. I lived in Virginia for a couple years also. Nice. What'd you say? What would you say like is like the coolest place that you've lived that you would probably Well, I'm not gonna say the where you, you would probably just reside, but like what's the coolest place that you've been to around the world? Probably Italy. Italy? Yeah, the people there are so nice. And obviously the food is incredible. Rock and roll. And it's just there's so much so much to see. It's so beautiful mm. out there. So did you check out any that. vineyards while you were in Italy? I was a child. Okay, so probably, child. probably not the most uh, demographic for it, but you know, probably still a good yeah, time nonetheless. I, I was a, I was a child there, so I don't know. We just did like there's like a lot of theme parks out there. Just you know, kids stuff. That's cool. Kids mm. stuff to do. I haven't been back since. So you know was, any other languages? No, well, I know a little bit of Vietnamese, but I'm not gonna even try to say it right now don't <laughs> don't don't ask okay. my, my, mom, my mom's vietnamese so i know a little bit of vietnamese so that's, that's cool about it. heck yeah um i noticed something uh and you can correct me if i'm wrong i think we have something in common mm -hmm. i'm pretty obsessed with chips mm. would you say you're obsessed with chips yeah, yeah i seen you with like some weird like foreign chips. uh yeah, yeah. i rate chips. them from time to time yeah yeah that's kind of what it's i was like getting at mm -hmm. um it's either good or bad there's no like numbers it's a, it's a good chip or a bad chip. Make yeah. it simple. Yeah. I had a teacher uh, in college that would grade papers like that. It's either you pass or fail. <laughs> no 80%, no 70%. I like yet. black and white. I like simple. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, okay. You, what about, um, I seen you c comment on the, 
what is it uh, called? The Ghost Pepper H-E-B Puffs? Mm, mm-hmm. You've had those? Ooh. Multiple times. Fire. And they're amazing. Fire. They're honestly probably the coolest, like, puffs that I, I've ever had. They top, Very flavorful. The puffs. The top puffs. Very flavorful. By landslide. That's cool. Yeah. yeah someone, like, uh, someone on my job brought them in, and I sampled them and bought them the next day. They're, like, they're limited time like only. I can't find them anymore. Oh, they're not? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I was just thinking about them the other day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think That's we can uh, get them anymore unless they bring them back. That's tough. Shit. Do you, um, do you have a, a hot take about chips? Do you have any, like, stances that might be, like, against, like, well, everybody likes these chips, but I feel like these chips. I don't know. I feel like I, at the end of the day, I'm very basic when it comes to chips like if it's mm. you go to the basic gas station formula. i love hot cheetos hot like cheetos. everybody loves hot cheetos they're really bad for you but I, i've been eating them since like sorry very young <laughs> it's so funny like how you just can't stop eating them and then I, yeah i feel like shit after a while but it's just like damn you can't stop eating them back from like an elementary school like that's what happens hot flamers were like currency you know what i'm saying right it's like i don't know it was, it was weird and then the, uh, i seen the picture today on the internet of how the bags used to look how they have like the little like see-through little segment oh, on, yeah. on the chips mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah that was That's nostalgic cool. as fuck well uh that was my uh our brief discussion about actually no Stock you chips. had like some uh <laughs> you and jarelle like, had some yet. uh chips from the bodega some like bodega or something like that oh they yeah had, like, jefferson's some... bodega in san antonio they got a lot of chips there okay spent okay. spent 130 dollars there oh, but chips. only, <laughs> oh, only because it, they tax on everything there they're like they're like the only bodega out there uh-huh. so it's like a lot of eclectic snacks no from wonder. like overseas and everything's taxed so yeah. I spent a lot of money, but I bought a lot of shit though. You remember like what kind of chips you got from there? I was just eating today the ones I bought. They're uh, oh, you still <laughs> said making them Listen, last. I had, no, I bought like six or seven bags of chips. Who's stocking up? Hold up. <laughs> no, but I was eating uh, fried garlic oyster lays today. Fried, fried garlic, garlic oyster, oyster lays. lays. Incredible. That didn't sound wow. bad. Yeah, very good. Very good. That. Nice salty snack. Yeah, they're not all good though. I will say that there's a lot of just weird flavors, and you it just sounds good on paper, but it doesn't translate well on a chip. So let us in. What are they? Um, I just had this one. It was like this weird man. It was like a it's some kind of appetizer in some other country. I forget what it was called. It, was, it had some weird name, and it had like a lime flavor. It just a bunch of weird like herbs and spices, and it, like shrimp and stuff. Uh, they got a shrimp not, chip. Well, <laughs> shrimp powder was on the chip. It just shrimp it didn't translate very well. I could see it to taste. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good. But a lot of them are, are pretty good. There's just a lot of like Korean, Japanese flavors. Uh, they're really big on like spicy seafood out there. So like a lot of like spicy crab, spicy chip, sh- uh, shrimp chips and stuff. Um, I I love seafood, so I'm always getting the seafood flavored ones. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. But yeah, that oyster one is That's is cool. very very good. That's where it's at. Yeah. When did you uh, all this like overseas stuff? When mm-hmm. did all? When did you cu- end up in Austin? 2015. 2015. I don't know if I said that already, but yeah, I've been Maybe. here for um. yeah, <laughs> 2015, and that's only because I do have people out here, family members out here. So nice. When I graduated college out there in Hawaii, I was like, I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. Like I've done like it's full circle here. There's only so much you could do on a rock. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I just want to spread my my legs a little bit, be able to travel a little bit more uh-huh. throughout the states. And I just felt like Texas was a good starting point. And I got grandparents out here, Corpus Christi, Colleen, just kind of like all over the state. Nice. So I don't know, it just kind of made sense. I started out in Pflugerville before I knew like how far it was from all the fun shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you and, like uh, like bougie when it comes to like your beaches? 
you're like, oh, nah, this isn't like a. Well, it's crazy because since I've moved, I don't, I have never really been to a beach. Like I haven't been out to uh, like South Padre or anything like okay. that. I, I don't even know about the Texas beaches. You're so not, you're not missing that much. I feel like I, I don't want to, I don't want to get pissed off. You know what I'm saying? You know, like people, I go to a beach might, and I'm get, like, what you is might this? Might get a little bit pissed off. Oh, you know what? I've been in Galveston. Galveston's I think cool. people talk shit about Texas beaches. It's cool. And it's straight. Sure. Like, I mean, it's cool if you've like lived. I've been to the beaches in Texas a bunch no. of times and. I recently went to Hawaii last year, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is what beaches look like. Because you go to, yeah. like, a Corpus Christi or a San right. Padre, and you're like, there ain't nobody surfing here. There, yeah. There's not no tropical paradise. It's just a bunch of hotels, and the water's all grimy looking, and it's like, this is not Well, that's wave. Galveston, though. But the, and the sand a, is literally cement. It's got, like, a charm to it, though. Charm? <laughs> the, you know what's cute? The the pier, the little carnival rides that they got, that's go. cute. There's like a boardwalk and stuff. That's cool. And Kima out in Houston is cute too. It's got some flair. Yeah, but the the beach itself is absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Not quite. No. I'm kind of like a uh, maybe like a, a beach junkie or I don't know the word for it. Beach boy. But I just love like just being by like huge bodies of water. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's I, I really love Port A a lot. Um, and I've, I've been to other, I haven't been to like no tropical beach or nothing like that, but I've been to like Venice Beach, I've been to Virginia Beach, I've been to like some like, That's cool. you know, better beaches, but I still appreciate the Texas beaches because it's hot as fuck in Texas, first of all. Yep. And I'm just thankful to just have a coast to kind of drive, I can drive out to, you know, two, when three I hours to. there. Yeah. I hear it's kind of crazy there, like during spring break and stuff. It's, like it's wild it is. out there. It's, it's, quite, it's quite hectic, yeah. to, to say the least. I would like to do that one day, I will say that, because it sounds yeah. fun. It's good. Is it clean? Like, are, are the sand, is the sand clean? Uh, it's clean's not the adjective I'd probably use. Uh-huh. Uh, it's probably it's pro it's uh, it's a party it's a party vibe. That's kind of what it is. You show up, a lot of people more intoxicated than they rightfully should be. Yeah. They run around the beach. They don't know what they're doing and all that. Mm. They might be leaving trash everywhere and all that. So, it is what it is. But um, the beaches ain't bad. I'm but once again, like I'm from Texas, so they have like a sort of bespoke like. I guess attraction to me, but I totally get when people show up and they're like, "Why would you ever want to come here?" It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Cause yeah. it's, it's it's fun. I like it. What do you want from me? <laughs> so like, um, you say you came, you wanted to go to Austin to kind of expand more, and mm-hmm. you know, the, whatever you said, right? I can't say for <laughs> verbatim what you said, right. but I kind of got the picture. Right. Did like Austin give you what you were looking for in that regard? It took a couple of years. Mm. Um, Coming to a city after living somewhere for so long and just kind of trying to get my footing was really hard to do. Uh, I literally just came here and just started grinding, just working. Yeah. I didn't really have time to go out and be social. So for like the first couple of years that I was here, it wasn't offering me too much. And again, I was living in Pflugerville. I wasn't in, I, I still don't live in Austin, but mm-hmm. I frequent it. Um, so I was just so disconnected from what the actual inner city, I guess, had to offer for a while. And then... Uh, I started going to like the new wave events and stuff at the Eastern and I don't know. I just kind of started meeting people RIP. that way. Right. It's very sad. Such a cool experience. I was yeah. like, I was in like a drought as far as like my nightlife experience. Anywhere I went, I was just like, this fucking sucks. The yeah. music sucks. The people suck. I want to go home. Right. And then the Eastern. my homie, I think it was my homie Lorenzo who was like, yo man, we're going to the Eastern tonight, man. You wanna... Yeah. Yeah. And I, I went with him that night, him and his homie, uh, Kino. And I was like, wow, this is actually really, it was one of those Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really cool. Yeah. And like my idea of fun when I first came here, like I didn't know any better. I was on sixth street 
all the time. Right. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. This one's on this side, this one's on this side. Like, this is wild. And I don't know, like, just having a lot of fun with the, the younger college, you know, crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was cool at first. But then, I don't know, I started looking at the When We're What page. Shout out to them. They do a lot of work for the city. Hell yep. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw they posted about the Eastern. And I, I didn't know what it was. I just went by myself one night and... Uh, I think the rest of history after that, I started just kind of following people that would come across on Instagram and just infiltrating <laughs> slowly, yeah. just kind of, you know, gaining mutuals and things like that. And it took a couple of years uh, after I met Adrian. I think that that's kind of when things changed for me. Adrian Armstrong, the artist. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, he had painted me, uh, I think, in 2018 or 2019. And then, like, everyone started recognizing me. They're like, you're that girl uh, <laughs> in the gallery. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's me. So, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. And I had always done, like, the, I'm a playlist curator, and I'd always done that. Um, but the DJing thing, I would say, has probably helped me kind of more, get more acclimated into, I'm meeting way more people these days. Oh, so um, that's been a blessing, just networking and meeting different kind of people and stuff. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Why curate playlists? Uh, I, I initially did it for myself because mm-hmm. I was having a really hard time discovering music. I think it's really easy to kind of get stuck in your kind of basic library and you're not really willing to go outside of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's been me So for I started Fresh Jams um, just because I just wanted to keep track of the new stuff that was coming out. Yeah. Because it's kind of overwhelming and uh, I is. wanted to try to find my own way to tackle that so I could be more up to date. I didn't want to get left behind mm-hmm. with all the the new shit that's coming out. So I'm always just kind of like cross checking all the different platforms, all the new music that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It really was just for me because I just wanted to be knowledgeable yeah. and yeah. kind of expand on what I thought I knew on music. You know, and I've uh, it just kind of took over. Like it went from a hobby to something that people have i guess grown to respect i guess you could say over time and i've been able to curate for businesses uh for people's events and things like that Uh, i've gotten dj gigs because people have heard my playlist so that's been pretty cool that's awesome um i don't know so it's just kind of initially was just a hobby and it's turned into just something that people seem to enjoy so i'm always updating fresh jams i've been doing it for like the last three or four years um nice then it kind of led me into music journalism and interviewing artists and going to shows and reviewing concerts and things like nice. that so it's cool it kind of yeah. opens up uh, a door that opens up another door yeah and that, i would say know. that's probably why i dj now because yeah. it kind of just made sense and everyone was like oh like why don't you dj you do yeah. all this yeah. other yeah. stuff all nice so playlists. yeah i mean you're curating playlists for like other people and shit so right. that's, that's dope yeah i think it's cool that because you kind of don't really realize how important it is and how mm-hmm much of a demand because i don't know people just like even like when people companies do like events and shit like that they don't even want to like you would think people would want to like i want to play my own music right i want to you know what i'm saying like when their own vibes but like people a lot of people just don't want their hands on it at all Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they're like yeah we need somebody to you know but i i'm honestly never um and that's kind of new for me to hear that like people are wanting like you, for instance, to create a playlist for their event. Is that what you were, you were right. saying? Right. Well, think about like what any curator does. They have like they're able to hone in on, you know, what's needed for a specific thing. And they're going to choose the best of what's available to put together and collect and whether it's an art gallery or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes, you know, just someone that makes playlists for fun and a curator different because you can 
if someone needs a certain sound for their restaurant, like, oh, we want this kind of vibe or whatever, uh-huh. then, you know, they would go to someone that knows what that vibe would be and is able to collect the songs and put them together versus someone that, oh, whatever, just, you know, yeah. this is who I like. I'm going to put this, you know. Yeah, so. they kind of know what they, the sound they want, but they don't yeah. know, like, individually, like, Yeah, and know, it's, it's a lot of grab. work to, like, oh, yeah. dig into a specific kind of category, mm-hmm. right? You have to really know where to go. And I think that curators, they're, they're more likely to do that because that's what they do already. So mm-hmm. they're always going down rabbit holes and, you know, finding new kinds of sounds. So, yeah. You ever find yourself, like, stepping out of your comfort zone to, like, find music that you don't really, like, listen to like that? All the people? time. Like, yeah. I, I don't like to be one of those people that's like, oh country like i just i'm not gonna listen to that by default because yeah. no one likes country <laughs> you know what i mean country, but what are you about? right and there's a lot there's a lot of beautiful country music so i don't oh, know yeah. uh alternative indie stuff i'm like you know i have no idea who these people are but if i come across them which is you know the only way out that's only there's so much music out there so oh yeah you can only listen to so much so whoever i come across though whether i know them or not generally i'm willing to give them a listen and, and just go from there nice mm-hmm. does anybody stick out as far as like Someone like someone you've never heard before, and you heard like their first song, and you're just like, I have to know more about this, or this is like the perfect addition to whatever playlist I'm working on. Does anybody stick out in that regard, um, like for recent times? Yeah, I would say like when I first started Fresh Jams a couple years ago, I'd come across Lucky Day. I think before, Ooh, okay, like anyone was really talking about him, <laughs> and I remember specifically saying like, this dude's gonna blow up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and that was when Roll Some Mo came out as a single, and it was like his only single for the longest time before he released, which I don't believe was a debut or anything. But mm-hmm. um, and then he sure, sure enough, he did, yep. and uh, yeah, he's still going strong. So yeah, yep. he's probably one of those people. And we were just talking, Marcus and I were just talking about O Seventy Shake, uh, who signed a good music. Definitely, mm-hmm. she's one of those artists where I heard her for the first time. I was like, oh yeah, she's the best thing on that label right now. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the last like person, like young person that I heard like kind of making noise on good music was Valet, but I haven't heard much from him in a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not even sure that he's with the label. Well, he's anymore. had a lot of fans though. I oh yeah, he has. Like, yeah. I think he has a cult. I'm not saying he like fell off or anything. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't like mm-hmm. you know heard much from him. Is that his name, Valet? Is that how you say it? I think it's Valet. Yeah. Is it? Is that right? Is it Valet? It's like V A L E E. I don't think it's valet. What is it? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we, try, we parking cars, man. What's up? My guess is valet. Well, someone's gonna have to say it. Valley? I think it's valet. I think valley. Oh, okay. They gonna be that in the sounds cooler. Like, that's not how it's pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll look that's how I heard the Oh, all right. All right. So I was trying to call you out, Shelly. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that don't sound right to me. You are black. Right? That was a humble pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> but no. uh She's dope. She's. I don't know if if have y'all heard her. I don't know if that's considered her debut, but the first one she put out in like 2019. Have y'all heard that project? I haven't listened to it. I would listen to it. Oh, I really would. Shake, right? And she's she's putting out maybe what might be her debut in June. So nice. I would check her out. You know who found her? Like how like she kind of got in touch with good music. I don't know because you know how she was on she was on Kids See Ghosts, and I think that mm. that was maybe at least the first I had heard of her. Well, I don't know if she was putting out singles. She probably was putting out singles before that. But uh, oh yeah, she was on Kids See Ghosts, right? Yeah. 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 So I think that's that's, right. initi- that's maybe that was like her debut on the label. I really don't know. I don't know the statistics behind that. But I'm imagining just probably Kanye maybe yeah. scouted her out somehow. Maybe Travis. I don't know. I don't you hear know all people. these like crazy stories about like these like artists and how like their journey up until. 
like Travis Scott, like you, I know I'm sure everybody's heard his story about like how he's sleeping in cars in LA. He like mm. waited ten days to uh, meet with Kanye. I think I think he like it was either New York or LA or something like that. He was supposed to meet up with Kanye and he didn't hear from him for like ten days and he's out here and like wherever he at just stranded. You know, so it's kinda cool to hear about these like one-off stories about these artists and their journey up until like they reach this breakthrough of mm -hmm. come know. up yeah yeah mm -hmm. most definitely travis has an interesting come up story right i don't know if travis travis oh yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know if anyone really knows like how he got inducted into the scene the way that he did and he started working with all the producers that he was working with and i know we did a lot of groundwork mm -hmm. and like uh i listened like back when like when he was like right? like the Days before rodeo, days before rodeo, mm -hmm. I was like watching a lot of Travis interviews mm -hmm. and kind of uh, getting some insight on the story. But what what is what are, what have you like heard like as far as the story goes? I feel like I, I don't know if he was on the Breakfast Club or or what, but it was like he was just suddenly in these circles and knew all these people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, how? Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> when did he get to that point? Yep, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, so tell us about like. Your uh, journey as a as a DJ, you know, and you know, I guess the things that you like most about it, things that you don't like about it, your favorite places to DJ, and uh, just kind of like let us in on that. Oh gosh, I'm gonna pick my words carefully. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to get you in trouble. We ain't trying to be messy. Um, you know? <laughs> Give us the tea. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not really any tea, but no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I don't, I don't I, I've only been DJing for not even a year. Right. So it's been cool. a relatively short journey thus That's far. Um, but I feel like I've been able to do a lot, which has been really cool. Yeah. I feel really Hell blessed yeah. um, that a lot of opportunities have come my way. But uh, it shows I don't that know. you're doing it right, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Something, something's playing out the way it's supposed to. So, mm -hmm. um, But I don't know. I just it, it felt like a natural transition for me from what I was doing before. Uh, tons of friends who DJ and mm -hmm. had amazing teachers uh, during this journey, and I'm still learning from people. Um, what was the question again? Say it again. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's like things, five and one. Yeah, it was like a lot of questions. My journey. My Just journey. Okay. In a general sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stefan Osei uh, was up. hosting a, 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 what is it? A, a workshop. workshop. Yeah. And he was doing that Jeez. at uh, Quattro, Quattro Gato. And I was like, yeah. I, I don't know who else is doing stuff like that. First yeah, of all, just to say, like, not gatekeeping because there's like a, a running joke that becoming becoming a DJ is like funny. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like something that is laughable. But I don't really see it that way. Why, um, do, you, why do you think that is? That people say that? Mm -hmm. It's some hater shit. Yeah, that sounds about right. Not yeah. everybody can do it. I period. think it's like it goes with a lot of shit too like even like being a rapper or being a producer like mm -hmm. if you just suddenly like want to like get into that or you know or if any, a photographer anything like that in like an immediate space that people even can't see themselves doing they start hating you know what i'm saying yeah like, i mean and the thing is I, I think that the from the outside looking in it looks like anyone can become a dj it's mm -hmm. so easy and it's like you could probably learn how to use the equipment but whether you have the ear whether you are you have the timing the whether you understand music say. is a totally different thing yeah. so not everybody is becoming a dj that is worth you know gushing over uh -huh. um but I, I, mean, I don't know um but anyways it, it made sense for me mm -hmm. so yeah. i don't you know i'm i'm very glad that you know i'm at the point that i'm at and again back to stefan uh he was like yeah i'm gonna throw a couple what was it like uh every tuesday or monday or something like that it was like twenty dollars 
uh, and the, the, the class was probably like three or four hours. And wow. he would sit there and teach That's us how to book. how to use CDJs and just anyone, anyone that wanted to come. There was there was no kind of just anyone. So um, it, it was it happened right when it needed to because I had agreed to do a gig at Cheer Up Charlie's and oh, I had wow. never touched CDJs a day in my life. And I was just like, I'll figure it out, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how, I'm, I'll, I'm sure bit. I'll be able to practice at some point. Like, I know the folks over at Coco, they'll let me use the CDJs or whatever. But then Stefan announced that he was doing that class and uh, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. So, um, man, it, it felt like a crash course because I, th- I might have went to like two or three classes before my actual gig. Yeah. But he has so much knowledge and he I is bet. so good and uh, worked with every single one of us individually that was in the class. It was like probably six or seven people at once. And uh, I don't know, I really I really appreciate what he did for me because uh, he gave me the confidence that I needed to be a club DJ, so to speak. Um, and yeah, uh, but before that, uh, I had a, a homie of mine, uh, he's with Hubble Vision, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, Julian actually gifted me my first controller, it's like this little janky one. But uh, nice. yeah, he had me DJ at his birthday, just kind of on some low key stuff. That was like yeah. last last May, so we're kind of coming up on that one year mark that I've like officially touched the boards. But it's it's crazy to think that like how much I've grown since that moment. Um, but that's I don't know. I just think that it's it's been a smooth journey for me. Um, again, with knowing a lot of other DJs and some of the people that uh, run these clubs that have CDJs and so to speak. Um, but I don't know. I've I've been very I've been blessed. I would say that. It's, nice. it's been relatively smooth for me. I haven't had a lot of challenges. Um, I, the first, the first uh, last year when I started, I was definitely feeling like I needed to grind more uh-huh. to be able to get the opportunities. And, and at this point, it kind of feels like they just they're just coming yeah. <laughs> out of thin like, air. Well, when you plant the seeds, you know, <laughs> you know, kinda, yeah. yeah. And like yep. I, I haven't had to stress so much about it because there's that when you jump into something like this. You're like, I, I want to be acknowledged. You know, oh, I want yeah. for people to know what I'm doing. Because, again, like there are a lot of people that are DJing. There's yeah. tons of DJs out here. So it's like, how do you stand out? Exactly. How do you get opportunities when there's already so many people that are solidified and uh, established in their residencies and, and all oh, yeah. that stuff? So I just got a residency, uh, which feels really good. Um, where, so, is, where is the residency at? Uh, so uh, I do an event called Yebo at uh, Neon Grotto. It's basically all African music. And uh, we yeah. do that We do that on Sundays. And we're doing that twice a month right now. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's me and Gideon. We're doing that together. So it feels really good to be able to collaborate and grow in that sense. That's yeah, awesome. and kind of like put your like your style, your own sort of like. stamp on it. Because you know, yeah, anybody could say, oh, yeah, I DJ here on this day and this yeah. day. But to actually call it something and theme it mm-hmm. and kind of like just kind of put your own sauce on it is really cool. It was a surprise, yeah. too, because um, I feel like at least with the popular clubs downtown, you kind of can expect to hear a certain kind of music. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like Latin nights that's really popular out mm-hmm. here in Texas, obviously. And I was just like. Why does it seem like you can only you only ha- can go to certain clubs that maybe exclusively play African music? Like you yeah. know that that's what they play, and uh, a lot of DJs do play Afrobeats, and you know that's like they throw that into their sets, and it's like oh, but why not dedicate actual like nights or you know whole events just yeah. exclusively for that music? So that's. Yeah. I wanted to kind of see if we could attempt to do that in like the coconut club setting. And, and after we did our first one, they were like, oh, yeah, we want to have you guys back. Uh, so, yeah, it, it worked out. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think about like the whole like. Um, 
I don't know if this is the right word, but the the demolition of like the whole like cocoa complex. I think oil can Harry's is a part of it as well. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's, I mean, obviously, it's sad, yeah. you know, because they haven't been open too long. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. only been like two, three years, something. Like yeah, that. Like, so, but I I know that they they got some stuff planned, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're gonna be fine. But it is it is very sad just because from a cultural standpoint. Yeah, that's not. It's a very sad thing to hear. Culture, community, all that shit. It, it was. Yeah. I was pretty sad to me when I when I heard the news, just because like I had just recently started like partying on that side of town, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like a couple years ago, maybe like two, up to two years ago. I'm really bad at gauging time, but um, I don't know. I, I really value like a good place to kind of just chill and kind of unwind and listen to music and be around right. cool people a safe place you gotta worry about people fighting you gotta worry yeah. about mm-hmm. you know none of that bullshit you know so and also they put a lot of like work into like the cosmetics of that of that mm-hmm. whole like place with the neon lights and like they do the all shades. that stuff themselves and it's just wow it's like uh that's so much hard work down the drain yeah you know it's sad sure. it's very sad to hear that yeah well I'm uh, definitely excited to, uh, you know, see what comes next of that because I think they got a, like, a lot of like people oh, behind yeah. them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like whatever they do next, they'll have a lot of support behind oh, them yeah. for sure. Yeah. People appreciate what they bring because I, I feel like it, it just seems like Coconut Club and Neon Grotto, they fill a void of sorts mm-hmm. that we really haven't like had a good stand-in for, at least from my perspective, at least in the Austin scene. Just because, you know, like, the usual go-tos are like, I'm going to go to 6th Street, or I'm going to go to West 6th, or I'm going to go to the East Side. And right. it's just like everybody's a little bit segmented in that regard. But I feel like you go to a coconut club or something like that, the crowd that is there is about as diverse as it gets. There's, it's Definitely. Basically, it's welcome to everybody. Mm-hmm. So you show up, there's no shortage of different sorts of people that you meet there. The vibe is always, it's a community. It feels very much like you show up and you're just like one person in a big old family. Right. And it's like, For sure. where else do you find something like that here in Austin? And I think it harkens back to the Eastern because mm-hmm. I think that's why, you know, in the Eastern wasn't a big venue. It was like what? The size Definitely of like a hole a, in the wall for sure. It was like a, the size of a garage. Yeah. But I feel like we made a lot of great energy culminate in the time that the Eastern was really popping. And mm-hmm. that's why it's, it's sad to see that this is the eventual fate of I guess Coconut Club in the area around there because now I walk by the Eastern, it's sad because all that's left there is memories now. And it's just like we had a really great, we had a lot of fun, a lot of great memories there. And now we just got to build something else up in the community that can substitute, which I'm sure yeah. that they'll be able to do here before too long. But It's, it's rare to find, come across venue owners that allow DJs to come in and play whatever they want and oh, bring yeah. in lots of different kinds of people from different backgrounds so I do definitely feel like the Coco guys kind of allow that for that kind of freedom with oh, their yeah. DJs as well. So it's very refreshing because you can go any night of the week that they're open and, and expect to hear something different. Oh yeah, pretty much every time. So most definitely, cool. Well, yeah, we can switch should, gears. Should. I kind of want to talk about um, video games. You play video games, huh? Not competitively or anything, I mean, but yeah, not, very not, casually. Like, not like esports, you know. <laughs> I'm saying like you know, like just video games. You play uh-huh. video games, huh? What kind of games are you into? Uh, I love horror games. So horror games. I, I grew up playing like Resident Evil. I've oh, played nice. pretty much like all the Resident Evil. You ever play Fear? 
I don't. What is that? There's a game called Fear. It's like a paranormal game, it's like, like ghosts and shit. It's like a first-person shooter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, pretty, I don't think so. Dope. It came out like so. mid 2000s, something like that. It was like an early Xbox 360 game or mm. something like that, I think. Mm. But were you like a Resident Evil? I love that, kid? bro. I, I played one of them with my roommate in college. And my, I'm sorry, man. I, pl- I played a bunch of them back in the day because they're fun. It's exciting. You know, it's like yeah. you, you get a thrill out of it that you don't really get in a lot of a lot of other video games, and it's. Uh. It's invigorating, you know. You just like you sh- you're in the midst of just some like horror themed aesthetic story, and you just run through and just like experience it. I still remember uh, uh, Resident Evil Four when they came out on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Everybody was freaking out because it was like this is the the next step of mm-hmm. like survival horror video game stuff like that. So that's I the st- one with the weird camera. Uh, yeah, it's the back shoulder with that that man Leon, where you're like yeah. basically running, and you got like the third person perspective. Yeah, I and you're hate that. Trying to save oh the God. president's daughter and all that. Like, it just makes it scarier too. I'm, they, what was that they, one called? It was just Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Oh, they didn't have like any like subtitle. Nah. Like nice. It was fun back in the day, though. Is that kind of like what you usually like are attracted to in a video? Like, what do you? If you play, like, because you like, you say you say you like video games. What in a video game, like, really, like, gets you to, like, sit down and, like, dedicate some time to it? I'm not a fan of those games that you just kind of play mindlessly. Like, I definitely want to be able to think. So you if probably don't play like, much Fortnite then, huh? Nah, <laughs> like, I'm I'm big into, like, Tomb Raider. Like, there's, yeah. you know, puzzles and there's action. It's, like, a good combination. Uncharted? I've never played Uncharted. Oh, you gotta check out Uncharted. Uncharted's I've pretty never good. Played. Is it very similar like mechanics to? Yeah, yes. it's just oh, like okay. Tomb Raider for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never played. Uh, and I, I like racing games and stuff like that. I don't know. Gran Turismo, all that. Yeah. I like, Crash I was, racing or something. There you go. <laughs> I was into Gran Turismo like on PlayStation One. It was fun back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I dig that. But I think the, and if y'all try to talk this Need for Speed bullshit. You not a you not a fan? I'm not Uh-oh. I'm not mad at Need for Speed. I'm only mad at Need for Speed when people try to compare it to Midnight Club Dub Edition. Bro, <laughs> Dub Edition is a classic. That's I think that's wow. the most fire racing game that there is. Also, just because of like the well, one you got Birdman. Wait, Birdman, what? he was on that one in right? that game, right? Yep. Birdman's like a voice in it. He's like your. He's like your best friend in that game. Yep. He's like he like calls you on the phone. He's like, hey, hey we, shout hey, we gotta out race or some shit. Yeah, some shit like that. Come through, bro. Yeah, and then um, okay. <laughs> the fact that you can customize the way you can customize the cars. You got the Escalades. You got the '57. Be- so got many legendary cars. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think I spent a lot of hours on that game, and um, it really like got me like into. I'm not like a. I'm not into cars like mechanically, but like. As far as from like an like an art standpoint, that's how yeah. I'm into cars. And Midnight Club Dub Edition is definitely the reason. And Too Fast, Too Furious. Shout out Tyrese. Yep. <laughs> Wait, there was a game? No, no, I was talking about the movies. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't know there was a game. Said, nah, the movie was good though. Nah, um, <laughs> big fan. I always like see you like talking about well playing like uh, Nintendo Switch. What are games do you play on Switch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I first got the Switch, it was Animal Crossing. That's, cool. that's actually pretty. I'm pretty sure that's why I bought it. So yeah. that's like a game that goes way back to like game. Yeah, Boy, I mean, huh? I've I've been playing that for a while. I just started playing but, Animal Crossing until like last year, uh-huh. and like that shit honestly kind of changed my life, dude. What? Like, it's fun. It's it changed my perspective of what I think should I should get out of a video game mm-hmm. because it's not like a game where you because the video games I like I need some sort of s- s- instant satisfaction. Like mm-hmm. I need to win the race. I need to fucking kill people. 
or I need a need the high score. You know, I need to beat people up, or I need to or, I need, a, or I need to win like, the the, yeah. the sport. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, right. but like Animal Crossing is like, you go fishing, you go, you fix up your house, you send your friends shit, you go like it's so cool. like innocent and cool and chill. Yeah, like I can just relax and play that shit. Well, I, it I, teaches you at a young age. That you got to pay off loans. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Tom Newt. As oh, soon as you start the game, he's like, oh, we just built you a house. That's going to be nine, dollars <laughs> like, you learn real quick. Oh, oh, I got to pay for things. Oh, wow. I forgot that the whole game starts off with just a big-ass loan. Yeah. yeah. And he just tells you in the white nicest way possible, like, I'm going to need that back. You I know? Mean, he's like, no pressure, but... Uh, this ain't gonna pay for itself. Yeah. My favorite thing about that game is when you go catch fish, you can donate it to the museum, and then, mm-hmm. then you go to the museum and you see them swimming in the aquarium yeah. and shit. And there's like you unlock different zones of the map and shit. Like, I was I'm I'm honestly very glad that I was super late on Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. just because as an adult, I feel like it's like a different like sort of satisfaction, mm-hmm. you know? Just because like it's like an it's like the adult concept they give you a loan mm-hmm. you gotta kind of mm-hmm. work this shit off and pay it back Speak- there's tons of i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off right, uh, there's it, there's tons it. of stuff to like customize which just makes it even more fun because you can make your island you know exactly how you want and there's tons of things you can buy so i don't know it's just a different experience experience for everybody and i think it's uh it's definitely one of those mindless games that I was referencing earlier, but uh, I don't know. It, it is it is cute. It's, it's an a, exception. It's a cute game, and there's there's tons of different things. And, of course, it's Nintendo, so you can buy, like, all kind of Mario, like, furniture and all these things. So um, it's cute. I like it. What oh, game yeah. made you fall in love with video games? Mm. I would say Kingdom Hearts is, is probably one of those Ooh, ones. Throwback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it was so imaginative to me, and just like the whole Disney concept, I thought was really refreshing. So, yeah. yeah what about that. you? Man, that's tough. Uh, I've I've played video games enough to where like I almost feel guilty playing them as an adult now, just because I feel like all the time that I give to video games is time I could give to other things, and it sucks because it's like it's a very uh, it's a double edged sword because it's like. Yeah, I'm enjoying the satisfaction of just unplugging. Like, for instance, lately I've been on that Elden Ring on PS4, and that's, like, the big wave for everybody that's, like, got a PS4 yeah. lately. Like, Elden Ring, it's a good time. But it's a very much just, like, the same thing. It's, like, I'm just running around, kill some stuff, get some experience, level up, and then go kill some tougher stuff. It's not really much deep, like, depth to it. But I'd have to say, like, Kingdom Hearts really got me into it. Metal Gear Solid when I was a kid, that was like the wave for me because it was very cinematic, very mm-hmm. easy to get involved in the story and all that. But if I had, it's hard to put a pin on. Dude, like when, like when you were a child and you played this a game and you're like, you know what? I fucking love video games. What yeah. game was that? Probably Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong? Yeah, because I remember being young and I was just like, the vibes is nice. It's just like someone, someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> it's like man, someone's trying to steal my family. They're trying to steal my bananas. I need to go uh, get them shits back, and that's my stuff. And it's like, yep. I still remember they dropped Donkey Kong sixty four on the N sixty four, and I was like, this is the culmination of everything. This yeah. is all the things that we've been waiting for. And I was like, yep, shit rocks. Um. But that, that makes me think, because I remember you mentioned uh, Animal Crossing, you got to pay loans, you got to do adult stuff. 
it it made me reminisce how you mentioned because you mentioned being in the semiconductor industry. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the semiconductor industry? I feel like that is a hot button topic. What a pivot. What it's a segue. Strong well, was not expected. Y'all got to school me on what a semiconductor is. Uh, <laughs> basically, I guess it's just like the development and putting all the electricity into microchips and, uh, and things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, manufacturing, I guess, basically. I can dig it. Yeah. Okay. But back to his question. Yeah. What is, um, what's, because you, you said you've been, and this is something that was mentioned earlier on in the episode. You mentioned you've been in the industry for what, like, six seven years at this point seven years at this seven point, years yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah do you have a stance on like the future of the semiconductor industry where it fits into the broader like economy of the world because i think the big thing that people talk about because i have buddies that work in like tech and they work mm -hmm. in like selling like it and stuff like that and they always talk about like oh there's a chip shortage ah oh, you know the semiconductor issues got everything backlogged blah 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 yeah and you've kind of got a pretty on the ground perspective on that how has it been for you as far as like i guess the past few years are concerned have you been impacted very much by all the kind of like macro stuff going on in the mm -hmm. semiconductor industry mm -hmm. um the first thing i will say is it's obviously a very male dominated industry mm -hmm. so as a one like young black woman that works in the industry it's it's very different um and i've been learning a lot over the years i didn't know shit about what they do fresh out of target right um, and, and it was it was definitely really intimidating because it's like there's the equipment in the factories that manufacture the actual chips they're so expensive oh, and yeah. you got to wear bunny suits down there and stuff i don't i don't wear any of that stuff but what is, uh what is a, what is a bunny suit it's uh like head to toe so uh it's all clean room environments like mm -hmm. It's to prevent dust particles and all kind of things from uh, falling onto the chips, and they circulate the air like once a minute and things like that. So you have to be covered completely in this one material. None of your the only thing that's exposed is like essentially your eyes, and you're wearing gloves and you're wearing booties and and all these things on your shoes so that it's just prevents uh, you tracking things from the outside into into the factory. Nice. Uh, so all that it was really intimidating. Uh, and, and again, I've just been kind of learning about it along the way. But I will say. When we had that big freeze uh, last yeah. year, it really messed things up because a lot of those oh, factories, they're fully automated Yeah, for the most part. Uh, so Interesting. that we had, I'm not going to say what happened, but it was a disaster. <laughs> a lot of bad stuff happened. <laughs> it was a disaster. And uh, coming back from that, it was uh, very, there was a lot of pressure on everybody to kind of oh, get yeah. things moving again. But uh, we essentially our customers that we shipped to, they were like, because of the chip shortage, which I think it kind of happened around the same-ish time, mm -hmm. we had a lot of a lot of problems happening, and oh, yeah. our customers were just like, just send us what you have. Like, if it's if it's trash, it's trash. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> Take it, we don't care. Yeah, and it, it was like, that was probably the first time that I'd felt, like, not threatened or anything like that, but it's like, you know, power goes out, stuff shuts down, You're, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you have nothing to do. All of a sudden, there's no things. There's no nothing being manufactured. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's definitely, I would say, like a, a weak point. Um, wow. And uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel any pressure from like competition from Tesla or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel pretty secure in what I do. And I think they're getting ready to build another location, another Samsung out in Taylor. Interesting. Uh, so they're going to even expand even further. So um, 
I don't know. I mean, I love the industry. I've been enjoying like learning things and say, uh, working been... with engineers and people that went to college for stuff and just learning all kind of oh, yeah. new things every day. Um, and it, I have to think very hard <laughs> on a regular basis because what I do specifically is uh, basically quality control for my department. So okay, nice. I'm basically monitoring every phase of the actual building of the of the chips to make sure that there's nothing going test. wrong. Um, so we're looking at things on a microscopic level and, and wow. just we're, we're looking at, uh, you know, particles that are like falling onto the chips and, and things like that that are coming directly from the, the machines. And it's just it's a lot of pressure because you have to you have to prevent stuff from causing damage to the product. Uh, and it's, it's really hard to kind of track down where things are coming from because there's hundreds of tools oh, yeah. that kind of go into the manufacturing process. So there's a lot of pressure there. But oh, again, and it's just I don't know, like being feeling like I'm a part of something bigger, and like yeah. I have like an actual real responsibility in the yeah. grand scheme of things is has been pretty pretty cool. So nice. So th that's why you that's where you get the most satisfaction out of it is yes. like the seriousness. Of yeah, it. Mm -hmm. I like Damn. being challenged, I guess. And there's there's tons of people that work there, so to feel like you know you're playing a pivotal role, you know, making sure that we're getting our stuff out of the factory, um, feels pretty nice. So nice. What you, are you what are, your what are your thoughts on Tesla opening up shop here in Austin? I don't know. I, th I think that, uh, I mean, that's obviously more jobs, which is cool. I love that. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really, I'm not too worried about it. Like, I, don't, I literally, I go into work. <laughs> I, not about it. On it. I do my job. I know I'm good. I get paid. I go home. Like, hey. whatever y'all doing over there, that has nothing to do with me, as far as I can tell. So, I'm They run me my check. Right. Yep. So, I mean, I ain't heard nothing. So, <laughs> they I'm like, my I'm paycheck. good. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Right, well, we're kind of running a little short on time here. Um, not too short, but I, I kind of want to get this last topic out the way and okay. kind of segue into whatever um, else we talk about is the ACL lineup that just dropped. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of want to talk about that. I think the um, one of my favorite people I saw in the lineup was honestly Paramore, to be honest. You big Paramore guy? For sure, yeah. yeah. I will Haley rage Williams, out to some you. fucking Paramore. Um, I didn't know they were still um, actively together. That's the cool. band. Yeah, uh, is it, it's three of them, huh? I think it's three. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's four. the chick with the red hair. Uh, well, the chick with the red hair. What's her name? Haley Williams. Ooh, oh, better put some respect Ooh. on my. I don't, I don't know. I don't know her name. I don't know her <laughs> That's name. That's crazy. Okay, is she a chick and does she have red hair? Does she still have red hair right now? I don't. I don't know. In her prime, she. I think she had red hair. Okay. Go on. Don't do me. <laughs> Don't do me. Don't do me. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, her name is Haley Williams. Wait, what's yes. her name? Haley. Yes. Williams. Yes. Okay, Haley Williams, and then the the drummer, and then the guitarist. I think that's the other guys. Yeah. What about what about what about, I, the, yeah, what about them? Right? Their names I do not know. I'm nope. keeping real. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Well, Haley. We can put respect on Haley's name. That's all good. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but who who else did y'all see on there that y'all uh? Like uh, admire, I think I saw SZA. Was she on there? Yeah, SZA's on there. SZA. Yeah. I'm pulling up the flyer. SZA's pretty good. I saw her at Bonnaroo uh, three or four years ago. She has a really nice life set. I saw her. Her management was giving her a lot of hassle because I was working security in the back, and they were like, "We need this, that, and the third, da da da." And I could tell she was stressed. I was like, "Damn, that sucks having to deal with like agents and stuff like that mm -hmm. in the back of like the stage scene." But her show was great. Um, I saw a little Nas X is supposed to be on the lineup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, Horses I'm, in the back. I'm very interested in seeing how he does. I'd love to see how his live show is. I bet it'd be a really great time. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. He's a, a pretty 
um, interesting guy, I would say. He seems like, I wonder if he like, like creatively, if he's like behind all of this, you know what I'm saying? Or if it is like more of like his team because- Like people behind the scenes. Like his videos are really cool. Right. Like, and even I, I seen him on like a YouTube ad one time. Y'all ever seen that YouTube ad where he's like, oh yeah, well this isn't what the verbatim, but he's like, you know what's cool about animation? You can just do whatever you want. And then it's like, y'all ain't seen this? It's not ringing a bell? Uh-uh. Marcus has seen it. Shout out to Marcus. <laughs> uh, but um, no, nah, he's. I I I think um, his stuff is like side. really really different. <laughs> and I'm always just wondering if he is the mastermind behind this, or if he's just like the whole quote unquote industry plant and the face like, of the 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 team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when he like first started, I don't think that he wanted to wear a cowboy hat every day yeah. when he first started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe he, now he has so a little bit more like creative this. control. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe. People Maybe like he doesn't. Hat. I have no idea. Hey, it's a, honestly, he looks good in a cowboy hat. He does. Know? He holds it down. He does. I might have to give me a cowboy hat. You know what I'm saying? Who My are, question about the ACL lineup, though, is why don't they, this is no shade at all, but why do they not outline who is actually like a local act and it's just all like everyone's just kind of thrown on the flyer? Yeah, they get kind of thrown into like and the And they're on small the bottom fucking, at that. Yeah. The very bottom. And I'm like, that don't seem to make sense it's to me. It's kind of like, a, like yeah. oh, yeah, here, here you yeah, go. You're happy I, I now wish, kind of thing. I That's wish, what it feels like. Which you know? I feel like maybe they've done it before where they've they've uh, actually put it there. Is it on? Does it say it on if, if they're like locally or not? Um, it just no. says names. Um, it just says the big names on the left and then like, like all the... Like I have to recognize w. the names, which I do recognize some of the names. Like I saw Mama Duke. I saw Shout Pleasure Venom on there. Oh, she's on there? That's cool. Uh, what's another? There's her. another band that's on there. Luna Luna's on there, I think. Luna nice. Luna, uh, which they're from San Antonio, I think. Are they? Is that where they're from? Dallas. They're from Dallas. But anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I'm like, can I know who is like actually like they live and make music in Texas? Like, I want, I want that like outlined on the, yeah. on the flyer. And I don't want further, that to be an afterthought. Furthermore, I mean? they got like furthermore. at the end they got. And many more. Mm. I would hate to be the person that's part of mm. the many more. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, uh, who else? They got Tizo, Tizo touchdown. Oh, that's right. You know, a nice. Uh, I first time I seen him was on Twitter, um, and with him and his guitar and those like little like cool videos he was dropping. Um, we got Larry June. Got oh, Larry okay. June. That's cool. I don't know if this is like the fake flyer I'm looking at. I know y'all said nah, it was that's, like some... that's legit. That's okay. legit. That's one. a legit one. Okay. Yeah. What was up with y'all saying it was like some fake so, shit going so on? There was a, there was one. That so, was someone leaked like a really rough looking screenshot on Instagram. They was like, uh, this is the presumptive lineup, and we don't yeah. know if it's real or not. But mm-hmm. yeah, then they came out. And they're like, yeah, it's actually BS. We got the real one like right here. Yeah. Nice. Like, oh, never mind. And who are you excited to see out of anybody that's on the lineup so far? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her name. Oh. Uh, I don't want to butcher it. You better it. put some respect on her name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I guess Pink Pink Panthers is someone oh. that I, that was a genuine like. Nice. There's a lot of people that I've noticed have like there was a positive reaction to seeing her on the on the lineup. So I definitely want to see her. But unfortunately, I'm not paying to go to ACL ever in life. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, not quite trying I've been one time and I didn't pay to go that time. Yeah, it was fun though. Uh, actually, I lied. Fun. I did. I did camp to see Tame Impala. On the nice. coldest ACL ever in history. Dang. Apparently, that was like the statistic. Uh, it, it was like rain. It was. It was in. It's in October, so it was raining and freezing cold. And I waited at that stage to see Tam and Paula all Dang. day in a thin ass long sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> Some row. stranger had to lend me their jacket. 
Oh, but it was nice. worth it though. It was worth it though. I just paid for the one day and and just camped all day at the Sage. Yeah. Cool. Well, shit. Let's wrap this up. You know what? I got a, I got a gift for you, Bambi. Oh, oh we we doing, we doing gifts donations. now. I got a little do- <laughs> donations. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Shouts out to Doctor. You probably seen these before. It's just a little print. You know what I'm saying? Don't um, say a little print. Oh, it's a it's a five by seven, so it's kind of small. Little but yeah, nah, little, you, little you better sum. you better say it just with your chest. Because uh, these are dope. You know saying, uh, these prints are not fire. Not the Shane. Not the Shane. These prints are fire. Yeah. Ooh, look at my yeah. <laughs> so flex on them real quick. All right. So I'm, I'm going to choose three from here, and then okay. you can choose which one you want. All right. Uh-oh. Boom. There you go. Oh, this first one for sure. All I don't right, even need to see the other ones. There we go. Respectfully. That's, that's baby Shane oh, right so there. Cute. Baby Hell Shane. Yeah. Shout out, baby Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I um, posted on the Blockchain Shane Twitter uh, retweet if you want to print. I think you were one of the ones who retweeted it. Um, of course, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I definitely wanted to uh, to honor that and uh, give that to you and show our gratitude of you coming here on the Loose Cannon Show. We appreciate Thank you. you. Um, people who see this... Um, who have been previous guests are probably gonna be a little salty, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because they didn't get a print. Yeah. Edit it out so I don't get no heat. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh well, this is the Loose Cannon Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You can support the Loose Cannon Show by going to anchor.fm loose cannon. Is it show or podcast? Loose <laughs> anchor.fm loose cannon, cannon show. show. Hell yeah, y'all fucking fuck with us. We got Bambi, Shelly Nix, and the guy. Thank y'all. Dylan this Harkins was fun. Makes Shout out Bambi. Yeah, yeah. Show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug all your yeah, stuff. Yeah. Let's get and, some. Oh, I don't want to have to spell all my shit out. It's weird. Okay. Where we spell what's important, what's most important. Definitely don't want y'all following me on Twitter, so I won't say that. <laughs> don't uh, do it. <laughs> listen. Don't try it. <laughs> uh, my, my Instagram is underscore B, V as in Victor, M, B, I, underscore. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, I've got Fresh Jams on the Spotify and Apple Music. It's just the Fresh Jams. It's got like a little orange on it. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else to plug. Nice. Thank y'all. Hell yeah. Loose Cannon Show. We out. Bam. 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 Bam.